0: Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's, it's uh what is it? Glenn. It's then again. with who? Uh Ken and Glenn. Hey, I'm Ken. I'm Glenn. Davy Davy Crockett. Take it, Glenn. King of the Wild Frontier. Guess who we're talking about today? Daniel Boone. That's right. Daniel Boone. <laughs> well, both Davy Crockett yes. and Daniel Boone in the person of Fess Parker, thus demonstrating that we're ancient. Uh, <laughs> there's such interesting shows. Well, yeah, what we're talking about are there were two TV shows on back in the 50s and 60s. One uh, was called Davy Crockett, one was called Daniel Boone, uh, and uh, about their respective guys. But this may surprise you, or it may not. The same guy played both characters a decade apart uh, a fine, fine actor by the name of Fess Parker played uh, both Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. And Glenn, this was this one was your your topic, so why don't you go yeah, ahead and well, start running with it, and I'll jump in.
1: Okay, no, one of the uh, the things that I wanted to talk about, because we have run into this at the museum uh, a lot as we portray, quote, frontiersmen. Oh, yeah. And, oh. you know, because especially the, the older crowds that grew up with Fest Parker and all those great TV shows, and believe me, I, I enjoy watching them, uh, and, movie, and movies, for that and matter, some too. Of, some, of, some
0: of the Gen Xers who uh, who watched The Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day-Lewis.
1: Well, that one's... Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there,
0: I'm just saying there's a continuum there,
1: there. There is a continuum. But there is a perception, a very strong perception, of what a frontiersman should look like. Boy, you think we hate the
0: perception of pirates. And oh. we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Frontiersmen, oh, And over-the-mountain folk.
1: And what is a frontier anyway?
0: <laughs> but, get, yeah! Well, exactly! Mean, you know, it's... it's it's the how ma how many ways can you use coon skin for clothing
1: <laughs> our skin at all our skin at <laughs> all and, <clears throat> and you know the and but that's the thing so we um uh, we uh have an exhibit and we wanted to talk about uh we just wanted to show someone from around the time of hall county and Gainesville's founding um uh, eighteen 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 twenty something like that so you know, did some research. It's it's not that hard when you when you know it. And so, pulled the the clothing, got them on the mannequin, set them in a uh, in a wagon, and then um, opened the galleries. And people came in wanting to know why that fancy person was sitting in the wagon. Oh. And, and that's not what a someone from the frontier looked like. And well, it actually was. So so
0: Fess Parker. Well, well, you know, but but let's let's stop right there because yeah. what that gets into right off the bat is you know one of our running themes is public perception of the past and what they want it to be Right. Yeah. Whether it be with a statue, a monument, an exhibit, a or program, a TV show, or TV show, no, it, it needs to be the thing that I that I want it to be. Well, sometimes it's not what you want it to be.
1: Right. So and so, so you'll learn something. Yeah. So you know, and those those Fess Parker shows, I, he probably wore the same costume for.
0: Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, that's the. Exa- I mean, you know, it's, I'm it's dating myself here, but I watched both. Well, not yeah. the first one. The first one I saw in reruns. Yeah. <laughs> but well, a, I, yeah. One. But anyway, uh, but yeah, he's basically the same guy in both things. Actor-wise, he's just... Yeah. And, and it's a coonskin cap and buckskin, and he's carrying... And with fringes rifle. on everything. D- despite the fact that, you know, these two men were were, were born, you know, f- 35 years apart. They're hardly yeah. the same guy. They lived in different, you know... D- Daniel Boone lives to be 80, dies in 1820, you know, out on the... Whatever the frontier is, frontier. You know, Davy Crockett dies at the Battle of Al- the Alamo. Right. <laughs> you know, and, These are two very different guys. And they did not... To rely totally on the skins of animals to <laughs> exactly, clothe themselves their exactly. entire lives exactly crockett was a congressman for god's sake See, you yeah. know he strode the halls of congress in a
1: suit well, and that's what they wore. And See, and here's the, here's the surprise, people. Yeah. When they're just put the, what a frontier is aside for the minute. <laughs> we'll get On back the, to that in a second. We'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> On the frontier, you wear the clothes that you come to the frontier in that you wore from not the frontier. Exactly. <laughs> these are the clothes you grew up in. These are the
0: clothes. And and, we're and you talking know what? About, if you're a second generation frontier person, why sure, there's going to be some things that are coming up in your culture that are especially adapted to that. But you still are being influenced. By the clothes from back east, absolutely, and the fashions from back east, or you know wherever your frontier orientation might be, uh, you still it, people don't change, right? They still want to be the fanciest, the best, the most up to date, and, and you know you you see people on the frontier there in in the in the White Path cabin here at the History Center. You've got that fantastic. Period illustration you oh, found a frontier of frontier guy. Tell him how he's yeah, it's. Yeah, it's Basil Hall. So this is this is part of the the
1: research that we did to figure out what a person who lived in this area would have looked like in the eighteen tens and twenties. So uh, Basil Hall, who was a British military officer, as British military officers often did, came to the United States on tour to get a get a get they a load of it. these, of these backwoods it. people, and they traveled through. So he came through, not quite hall county but came through sort of the central part of what's now georgia and met a lot of people and he had what's called a camera lucida and he would you would someone would stand over here in the sunlight and this prism glass device would sort of project the image Faintly, but still, nevertheless, onto a flat, and you would lay trace a piece it. of paper yeah. on there, and you would trace yeah. the uh, the image. And this is what he took around, and he got images of, of Cherokee Indians. And there's one fella called a backwood squatter. This is what he titled it. Right. And if you hear the term backwood squatter... You're going to think gonna festooned in coonskin fest, fest exactly. And <laughs> spitting tobacco out of he's his mouth. Got, he's got on striped trousers, leather shoes, a, a waistcoat, a vest... A tailcoat, a tailcoat and a big tall hat. Not a top hat, quote unquote, but a tall, what we call a round hat. Yeah. This was the common clothing for men from eighteen hundred to about the eighteen forties. Yeah. And this is what they wore. Now. Would it be more worn? Would the material not be quite as nice? Would the tailoring not be as fine as something they would get in the east in a big city like
0: Charleston or Philadelphia? Absolutely. Sure. But he's still following the fashion. Absolutely.
1: And so are his kids. His kids, the only basic difference is that they don't have on the tailcoat. I'm sure it's being reserved for Sunday, and they don't have on shoes. Not because backwoods people are stupid, but because kids go through shoes, and you can right. just run down to the Walmart and get a cheap pair of. Cougars. My parents would cougars. you know, would, would insist. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> My parents would have us go barefoot for that same reason. Yes. So, and that's and that's the 20th century. That's right. I was a kid in the 20th exactly. century, way back. Let me look at the calendar see <laughs> right. when that was. So you know, so you know, it's it's like you say, it's it's don't assume that that image is showing you a stereotype maybe assume that it's showing something that really happened now we can get into a whole podcast and we should about images and history and how you have to be careful sure but once again make the inquiry you know see where it leads you and and and, and that and that image in, in the white path cabin, i think is fantastic you even got grief when you put it up cuz some of the sta- uh, the board were like that's not a yeah, why did you put that up? We want to know what frontiersmen looked like.
1: We talk about that. It's like, well, it, it literally am, is. This is I literally am. this is literally someone from the middle of Georgia in 1828. <laughs> exactly. This is a as close as you can come to a photograph of them and their right. family.
0: As a matter of fact, it, you know it. It was made with a camera obscura or a camera uh, lucida, lucida, which is the pre- which predecessor was, right, of the obscura. Right, right. I mean, so you know, it was made with a camera. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. This isn't some guy just free handed. I'm gonna no. I'm tracing accurately the the actual image the sun is showing me. Right. So this is what the guy looked
1: like. Yeah, and now he would have put on his quote best to be to have his image taken. Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, people did have their best, and this is something else to remember. Clothing is so common today. We have closets. Full of clothing, even the way mi- too much. Way too much, yeah, and, so. and I'm guilty. Except
0: with our history hobby, we we can never have well, enough. Well, that's totally different. Exactly, again. that's we, necessary. It takes
1: a lot of clothes to portray that people used to only have one, <laughs> one set, set of that's clothes. right.
0: I need, I need <laughs> two thousand years of clothing to portray the one suit of clothes from each century. Exactly.
1: Right. Well, and depending on what century you're talking, maybe each decade. Exactly. It's, it's tricky, it but is. but yeah. So people did not have the numbers of clothes they had perhaps two sets of clothes right you know they would have multiple shirts and that cuz that was the quote underwear women would have multiple shifts but their dress their coats their waistcoats their trousers they're going to use until they get a little worn and then those become their quote everyday clothes and then they perhaps get a nicer pair that become their dress up sunday clothes and they didn't wash them that frequently right, either because right. Washing back then was incredibly hard on the wool and the linen.
0: Right, and, and it wears the clothes out quicker. I mean, basically, you know, laundry certainly in this in the 18th and 19th century, it's you're basically boiling your clothes and then rubbing them on a piece <laughs> and, of wood, with, know, with caustic soap. Exactly. That's that's. Uh, oh, they're clean. Oh, they're clean. <laughs> but, the, but it's not really going to make them last a long time. But you know, l- let's let's jump back to frontier for a second here because, you know. Maybe Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, Daniel, Daniel Boone, Fess Parker, doing them both. What those two shows did, I think, uh, and this is, you know, a, an unintended consequence of the success of the shows, and in having the same actor play these two different guys, now in the public imagination, the frontier, the frontier is anything from 1750 to 1850. Anywhere that's... Anywhere in America. Anywhere in America. It's the frontier. If if it's two miles west of the seaboard, it's the frontier. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're on the wild frontier. What's going on? And, you know, the frontier is a changing concept because it's literally a changing demarcation line between land literally controlled by the dominant culture and the land not controlled by the dominant culture. That's right, the Native Americans, as they are being pushed steadily westward. So the frontier is, you know, the frontier in 1750 was anything. It's where we're
1: at now. More than Yes, right. Yeah.
0: Anything more than 50 miles from the coast was the frontier. Well, you know, the frontier expands and, until, you know, it's then the Mississippi River, then the Great Plains, then the Rocky Mountains, then the Pacific Ocean, then Sp- Space, the final frontier. <laughs> or or, <laughs> or you, f- you skipped Asia? <laughs> I skipped Asia. I just went straight to space. <laughs> so, um, so you know, the, the very fact that the frontier is a changing thing, but these two shows are trying to show this. Hey, these basically Fess Parker. Lives on the frontier, <laughs> you know, because it's it's irrelevant that it's Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett, because once again in the popular imagination, I think these two shows sort of blended this guy, yeah, into one guy. You know? I was confused as, well, yeah, as, a, as a young exactly, lad because exactly. they wore the same clothes and it was played by the same they, actor. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's precisely right. It was they didn't attempt to differentiate the costuming. It was the same guy. The only difference is Daniel Boone had a friend named Mingo. <laughs> Who was played by the you know Native American actor Ed Ames, who was also a fantastic singer and had a prolific career as a as a Frank Sinatra style vocalist. That's right. Ed Ames, my, my mom had his albums; she probably still does. <laughs> um, but there's nothing to play them on because records are dead. Except they're coming back. So anyway, uh, so yeah, that was the only difference for me between the two guys is one guy has an Indian sidekick, and actually, you know what? to, to give that show its due. The character of Mingo wasn't just a sidekick. He was, he was never portrayed, at least to my memory, uh, you know, the most reliable of all things, my memory. <laughs> uh, but Mingo was never portrayed as subservient to Daniel Boone. He was always portrayed as, ah, this is Daniel's friend who Daniel sometimes calls on for help and who usually gets him out of a jam when he's called on. I mean, yeah. that's really, which is, you know what? That's not a bad way to portray the Native American after all the ways they had been portrayed before,
1: given that this was in the fifties yeah. early sixties yeah. yeah that ain't that ain't bad,
0: yeah, that ain't bad so but that but literally that's my only way to differentiate- differentiate between the two t v shows is one had Mingo, yeah, one different and well one didn't.
1: and then the other one had a you remember they had the classic finale the two-hour Disney movie of The Alamo right. where Daniel Boone slash Davy Crockett <laughs> dies swinging his rifle at invading Mexican troops. Right,
0: right. Um, yes, invading Mexican inva- troops who were invading, invading Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> How dare they defend their own territory? <laughs> Rebellions of <a> things. <laughs> but, but, and, and, but, you But, know, yeah, but actually, let's, I'm sorry, no, you go ahead.
1: Oh, no, okay. let, me, let me say this. <laughs> yeah, 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 go ahead. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> speaking of The Alamo and, and the portrayals. There's just so much to say. There's so much. <laughs> and, and Libba's. Constantly pointing at a watch, um, the Alamo movie that came out recently oh, with Billy Bob Thornton, Billy and such. Bob
0: Thornton and such. Actually, yeah. he had a great line as David Crockett in that. If 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 I if I was just David Crockett, I could probably climb that wall and disappear into the night. Yeah, but I'm Davy Crockett. Uh, yeah, I got to stay here. He's got to stay
1: here. And you know that movie had some issues as well. Yeah, but it was oh. eons and galaxies oh. beyond what. The uh, Fess Parker stuff was in terms of the material culture. The material right. culture, right? Again, not perfect, but so much better. So, if you've seen that, those are the rough and ready frontiersmen from from Tennessee and from right. Louisiana and even from Georgia. Right. Um, you, several Georgians went and fought in the uh, Texan War of Independence. We right. can discuss that later. Right. Right. But, but that that look is much better. And of course, Daniel Boone was seventeen fifties ish. He's going to be dressed like, if I may incredibly simplify. American Revolution type people. Well yeah,
0: when, well yeah. And actually it, the show was set more in revolution and post revolution. Yeah, well that's
1: when Daniel Boone was. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he was, but still he died and he died. He lived to be eighty. He died in eighteen twenty. So, you know, he was But a his long time. peak time. Was right, right. Quote, unquote. But, as a matter of fact, he actually seventeen fifties he was uh he was on Braddock's expedition. He was with with George Washington and, and and uh uh the old wagoneer, uh who I've portrayed and can't remember his name. You know, that guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Well now General. I can now uh, I can you know, uh, oh, no, see we're going down. What the heck? Oh, General was...
1: ah. Just keep talking, I'll, I'll come anyway, to you. Yeah, anyway.
0: So anyway, um I don't know. Now I don't know what we're <laughs> talking about. Uh yeah, Daniel Boone. Time period. But but so yeah, so David David Crockett, you know, once again going back to the the concept of frontier, he doesn't die on a frontier. The Alamo is in a town. I mean, this is a place. It's not like this hasn't been settled and he's out. And no, this is actually a place where they know where it is. They've rallied there for a strategic purpose. There's an army. The Mexican army is coming because they know where it is. It's, yeah. it's well, not Frontier anymore, folks. Well, see, that's just it.
1: How do you define Frontier? Right. Is Frontier the point where two or more cultures... Come up against one another and vie for dominance?
0: Absolutely. And it, you know what? In the European tradition, like in the Seven Years' War, in that lovely movie, Barry Lyndon, for instance, yes. they talk about he's got to be smuggled across the frontier. He's got to go, I'll, I'll be at the frontier. Well, he's not talking about a backward settlement. He's talking about the demarcation line between two countries. Two so, countries that are generally at odds. That are at odds, but are also quite well advanced, and there's a clearly marked road right. <laughs> <laughs> through the frontier. <laughs> so, you know, frontier, you know, it, it, it really. I, and I think these two shows, Glenn, that you've picked out these these two shows that Fess Parker was in, they colored the popular imagination of what the word frontier means. It means backwoods action with people in coonskin caps. When really, a frontier is a a dividing point between two different cultures.
1: Yeah, or, or similar cultures that or, want, or, or don't want the same that want right. are vying for land or, or, right. or what have you. Right. And then that's you know as far as frontier goes. Uh, the great historian Frederick Jackson Turner and his frontier thesis um and I think we've discussed this before, but it's important to reiterate is and and he was writing this in the uh late eighteen hundreds that the um, the frontier for America had always defined the United States right. from the beginnings, even right. before it was the United states when when Europeans came here and begin to vie for things against other cultures that defined the american experience right. the american culture the american soul the american music everything it was I, that it was struggle a of
0: movement and struggle
1: it was and and his point was you know well all these frontiers we as you said we've gotten all the way west until we've reached the pacific ocean conquered the land from mexico and and now there's this huge manifest destiny realized there's no frontier anymore. Right. And Frederick Jackson Turner argued that that incredibly defining thing in America's past is now gone. Where will America go? He was riding at the point where he wasn't sure. Right. But he said, whatever, and wherever I think we, we still go, don't know. the frontier's gone. It's yeah. not going to be what it once
0: was. But his question that I think— Something else has to define you now.
1: But Something else has to define you. But he said it's so ingrained in the culture for the last 100 plus, 200 plus years— It's always going to be there. Our perception of what the frontier is for America, for the United States, is going to define what our country is and how it sees the world for the rest of its history. Well, you know what?
0: And it it does. It does. And, you know, I said it jokingly earlier when I, you know, went up to Space the Final Frontier, but that, I think, that phrase was very specifically chosen by Gene Roddenberry to say, I mean, acknowledging we we are a questing people that must move and find this new thing. I mean, absolutely. And Kirk reiterates that. Picard reiterates exactly, that. Exactly. You know, and, and and the concept of this final frontier in that context is here is the frontier that will never be fully. Ex- it can never be fully explored. Yeah. Which right. means now our national character will ne- will find its ultimate an fruition. an infinite potentiality. an infinite potentiality. It's an ultimate fr- exactly, ultimate fruition. So, it's kind of interesting, you know, when you can draw that through line from, you know, Fest Parker on the frontier, or, or and going back to what he really is representing in these shows, you know, literal people Daniel Boone. And you know what Daniel Boone, what a what a great starting point if you want to draw a continuum in American pop culture from, you know, the 1700s to now because Daniel Boone was kind of the quintessential frontiersman in that he always wanted to be on the frontier. He founded settlements, he made towns, he established trade and then grew restless and wanted to be away from it all away from it he wanted to push yeah. the boundary he wanted to keep I mean my god that's that's sort of the perfect apotheosis of the American soul and the, and the and like you said the, the American character and to have that that be your frontiersman all the way up to Jean-Luc Picard is your frontiersman yeah or I should say Kirk, because, you know, Picard was a Frenchie. <laughs> but, but, we, but we made we, him uniquely but, our own. We, we, we absolutely did. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, you know, you you going from Daniel Boone in the 18th century to, you know, the, the fictional William Shatner from, from Iowa. Yep. The Great Plains. What's the frontier to now the ultimate frontier? Right. You know, it's, there's this constant questing for a frontier. And bound in with what we talk about with, you know, that inquiry into the past— what does a frontier mean? Ultimately, we also like to make we we also hope that this inquiry into the past then projects forward to. And now, what? How will how could this play out? That's one of the things that history does for you. Uh, it it helps if, teach you if you how use to, it right. If yes. you use it right, it teaches you to ask the right questions. You know, do you do the critical thinking to what can it be? And so, you know, I think. It, Star
1: Trek is a great
0: continuation of the frontier. And there's no fringe on Starfleet uniforms. The closest they come to a coonskin hat, hat is the Tribble (laughs) Oh. <laughs> into trouble with trouble. They should be wearing the tribbles on their head. I thought you were going to say Warf's hair. Worf's hair. <laughs> well, that's a lobster. He's got a lobster <laughs> uh, implanted in his head. <laughs> but anyway, as we veer to the absurd, it's I probably time probably to say goodbye. You, we probably, yeah. And Libby's going. Yes, please stop. Uh, so, so, so. Once again, bye, bye, everybody.
1: Then again, with Ken and Glenn is a production of the Cottrell Digital Studio at the Northeast Georgia History Center. If you've enjoyed listening to Then Again with Ken and Glenn, please make sure that you subscribe and help us out by writing a review. To learn more about the Northeast Georgia History Center, visit www.negahc.org.